This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. He wants to ride his bicycle, but can he ride it where he likes? That's the problem facing Boris Johnson, who's caused a furore after being spotted by an Evening Standard journalist out on his bike in Stratford. That's seven miles from Downing Street. And it's come at a time when the government's asking everyone to stay local while exercising. But what does local mean, especially as tighter restrictions could be coming? Well, the journalist who got the scoop is our very own Sophia Slay, who's with me now. So, Sophia, you were out in the park on a Sunday and the PM just happened to cycle by. Yeah, it's all been a bit bonkers, really. You know, as a journalist, you always want to get really, really good scoops and you're scratching around for stories and, you know, ringing your sources and contacts. But um, I was really, really lucky this scoop just fell into my lap. So I was in the Olympic Park on Sunday afternoon, sort of about two-ish. Um, I just met my friend. We both live around the corner. I live very close to the park. And we were about to set off for a five-mile walk ourselves up through the, the park and into Lee Valley. All of a sudden, this man came around the corner, cycling towards us really, really closely. And I just thought, I know you. I recognise that face. And it was really weird because there were lots of men around him, cycling around him, sort of in darkish clothing, normal clothing, but um, it just looked really peculiar, sort of loads of men cycling together in the middle of lockdown, similar age-ish. And I thought, well, you're clearly not a family or one household out for your daily exercise. And then then I realised, obviously, it just clicked, and I realised it was Boris Johnson, it was the Prime Minister. And I, I turned around to my friend and I said that's Boris and to be honest I actually just gawped um, at him he, he went past us he was actually cycling quite slowly and he, and he came past us and he went down a narrow path and, and the guys the, the security guys around him sort of converged on him a bit more and, and that's when you know I, I realised that they were sort of you know protecting the PM um, and there was a few other people in the park kind of did a double take as he, as he meandered past so um, yeah quite a, a bizarre day really on on sunday and as you said there there were other people there so this is boris johnson the prime minister exercising seven miles away from home at a time when people are being fined for exercising five miles away from home and that's the problem here isn't it yeah it's it's the way it looks that's the problem with it he's let me be clear he's not broken any laws or anything like that the the problem is it's a it's it's the optics it's how it looks you've got those two poor women in derbyshire who were surrounded by police and fined i think it was 200 pounds each uh, they'd driven to a beauty spot to then go on for a walk you know that seems really really heavy-handed but it's okay for the prime minister to you know go up to the olympic park and cycle around there what i really want to know to be honest is if the prime minister 
was driven to the Olympic Park or whether he cycled all the way from Downing Street. Everyone's remaining really, really tight-lipped over that. I have asked the question um, a few times. It was asked again today during our daily lobby briefing with the Prime Minister's spokesman. No answer. Uh, we're told that, you know, that's a security matter and they don't comment on things like that on the PM's movements, which to a certain extent, I, I do understand that. But it, it's the, the precedent, doesn't it? A lot of people have pointed out there's lots of green spaces around where, you know, Boris Johnson lives in Westminster and, you know, in the surrounding boroughs. He travelled all the way to Newham. So I think there's an element of, you know, you are the Prime Minister. You are telling everyone to stay local, to exercise local. You need to define what local means. Yeah, that is the big issue, isn't it? What does local mean? I mean, we had Kit Malthouse this morning talking about this being the Scotch egg moment, referring back to that time when no one could decide what a substantial meal was during lockdown. It's a lack of clarity that's got everyone really confused and looking for loopholes. Yeah, I was, I was quite glad he um, described it as that, actually. I, if you remember that debate, it was sort of, I think it was the beginning of December last year, in which you had all these ministers on the airwaves contradicting each other um, over what constituted a, a substantial sort of pub meal, and then they couldn't agree whether Scotch egg was or wasn't substantial. Um, so it's that kind of debate again we've got here. And I mean, he, you know, he was on the media around Kit Malthouse, the policing minister, he was on the media around this morning, you know, and he insisted that, that the PM didn't break any rules or anything. Um, and he was, you know, acting perfectly within the rules, um, w- which is fair enough. But as I say, you know, it's the optics, isn't it? You're, you're telling people uh, exercise locally, you need to define what local is. And it makes the, actually, it makes the police's job really, really hard. Cressida Dick, uh, the Metropolitan Police Commissioner uh, was also on the media rounds this morning um, and, you know, she was quizzed about this incident and she said, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm refusing to comment on individual cases, I won't comment on that. But she she did suggest that the government needed to clarify its laws and guidance and she, she basically admitted that, you know, some of her officers were finding it hard to follow what, what all these rules were. I would just say that people need to try to stay, to stay local. Are you reasonable for me? A reasonable interpretation of that is that if you if you can, I appreciate some people can't, but if you can, you know, go for your exercise from your front door and come back to your front door. Um, that's my my view of of local. And it brings up that whole Dominic Cummings thing again, doesn't it? Going off to Barnard Castle for an eye test. It just feels like people are being told to do one thing, and the political class are doing something else. Yeah, that's something I'm hearing a lot as well. Uh, Lots of people are sort of pointing out it's that do as I say, not as I do. One rule for them, another for the rest. Alternatively, I'm also getting a lot of keen cyclists tell me, oh, Sophia, seven miles is nothing, you know, that's nothing on a, on a bike kind of thing. And, and I'm, sh- I'm sure it's, it's n- not a big thing, you know. I, I enjoy cycling, but, um, and I know that seven miles isn't that far. However, he's the Prime Minister. It's about optics, isn't it? At this very moment in time, we are in our third national lockdown and government officials are telling us to stay local. He has access to Buckingham Palace, the gardens there. The Queen has been letting him exercise there. I think it's about May time. That is a private, big, big green space, as far as I'm aware, where he can exercise freely um, and without all the public around. Why wasn't he going there? 
And there's more from Sophia in the newspaper and online at standard.co.uk where you'll be able to get the latest coverage and breaking news. After the ads, those free school meals that have been all over social media. £30 for a loaf of bread and some beans. During the break, why not hit the subscribe button and give us a rating too. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We are looking into this. That's what the Department of Education tweeted when pictures of food parcels being given to impoverished families started appearing on social media. The boxes are being delivered by private companies in lieu of £30 vouchers from the government, but their contents in some cases don't seem to be adding up to anywhere near that value. One image included a couple of potatoes, two carrots, three apples and eight cheese sandwiches. Our columnist Susanna Butters here. Susanna, you've seen these pictures. Apparently that's supposed to last a family a week. Absolutely pitiful, isn't it? Jack Monroe has been encouraging lots of people to share all their pictures. And there's a bit of a range, but the common things are big cans of baked beans, which are impractical because how are you meant to make that last a week? Keep heating it up. A few carrots, a few slices of cheese. Um, It's definitely not £30 worth of food. There's, there's sort of a lot to unpack. There's the issue of the, the way it treats the people it's they're giving the food to. Um, first of all, this was meant to be a voucher, and they said they don't trust people to spend the vouchers themselves, which is all levels of patronising and, and snobbish. And and then there's where the rest of that £30 is going, because it's not £30 of food. And um, the children's minister is speaking to Chartwell, who supply the food, to try and find out what's happening because children will still be going hungry. And this is a, a policy that's taken so long to get right and they clearly still haven't got it right. Yeah, Chartwell's one of the companies that are involved. They've denied being the suppliers of some of those products which have been seen in the pictures. But there seems to be a question of this was supposed to be, like you said, around about £30 worth of food and it just doesn't appear to be costing that much money. So where's that cash going? That's what we want to know. And in the meantime, how many children are going to go hungry and how many parents are going to feel, you know, too humiliated to say, to say this isn't enough because it's complicated and you, it's not easy to admit that you can't feed your children. And so this creates another level of difficulty. And Marcus Rashford has been getting involved again. He was the one who campaigned for people to get the school lunches during lockdown. It's a bit of an indictment that Manchester United's football player is having to take a lead role in this sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, where would we be without Marcus Rashford? <laughs> he's got a game today as well. He was he's said that he has to log off now because he, he has to go play football. But um, he's, he's been heroic in continually putting the pressure on the government where they're falling short. Um, because as he says, we need to fix it quickly. Um, he understands the impact of children going hungry and, and how we just can't allow this to happen. Keir Starmer's also spoken up um, and described the food parcels as, as woefully inadequate. Um, there's still, it's a, 
there's a lot of politicization around this. I wrote something about it and was very quickly received a tweet saying these families should be grateful for having the handout, which just isn't the issue at all. And then there's there's people on on Twitter and in comment sections saying, oh, but there's carrots, that's pretty woke. I mean, <laughs> do these people not have better things to do than politicise the carrot? Um, it's just, it's appalling. And it, yeah, at, at root, it means more children are going hungry for a longer time. Um, this isn't, a, this shouldn't be a political issue. It should just be that the government should just be getting food to children as quickly as possible um, so that they can learn and and get on with being children you can read Susanna's column in the newspaper or online at standard.co.uk and that's the leader podcast we're back tomorrow at 4pm <laughs>